Welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. Lisa, this has been really, really fascinating. It's a study that we've done really over the last six months or so, just doing some deep dives. And we got some of these concepts from People Fuel, from John Townsend. So we'll put a link, go get the book. And um, we wanted to put our own unique spin on how we've applied some of these ideas. And we thought it'd be super helpful for you with you for you. And um, the first two podcasts, we talked about really these competencies of care and connection, how, how to connect deeper with our team. But but that's not all, right? There's there's sort of this other side of communication. And it's really about how do we step in and do conflict and really so that we get clarity, kind of have those hard conversations. And we also have uh, the communication competencies checklist. It's a self-assessment. We'll put a link there and you can take it. It's yours free and just sort of understand where you are, and then build a roadmap for improvement. Absolutely. So the first two podcasts, we really focused on more visioneering and and Mm -hmm. how to get in alignment and how to get your team into alignment and and motivate them so they feel encouraged, so they feel like they can do this. Now, Mm -hmm. these this next one, we're moving more into some of the difficult conversations, that side of communication that um, sometimes is a... It, it's a little challenging, a little more challenging, maybe a little less fun. I would think it's a little less fun, but yeah. super beneficial and necessary. And so this is we're talking about really about feedback. Mm-hmm. We're talking about reviews um, and just how to have some of these more um, technical conversations. Yeah. So the first one we want to cover is the first competency is a competency of clarification. And this brings order to confusion. Now, here's the deal. Drama tends to be this gap between my unstated expectations and how it really is, that reality. And the bigger the gap, the more there's the drama. And we want to eliminate some of that drama. And the first way to do it is really using this competency of clarification, bringing this order to confusion. So here's the deal. It reduces ambiguity. You know, Lisa, clarity is power. It really is. People feel powerful when it's clear. Yeah, Because yeah. I know for me, you know what happens when, when I don't know what to do, you know what I do, right? Nothing. Yeah, I do completely nothing. <laughs> And, and that's just how humans are. That's how you are too, right? When you don't know what to do, you end up doing nothing. And so really getting some clarity and sometimes people need help. We can step in and clarify the goals, clarify the expectations, and it reduces uncertainty. And, you know, people tend to procrastinate because they're not certain. They're not, oh, I don't know how it's going to work. And I have this sense of uncertainty. But when it's clear, I have this new sense of confidence and this new sense of certainty. And I'm going to step in and have these hard conversations. So the first competency is clarification. Sometimes you have to step in and create clarity for people. Absolutely. And then another one is perspective. Oftentimes, uh, some People need just another lens. They need a different viewpoint to to look Mm -hmm. at. Now, Dennis, you've got this pair of crazy clown glasses. I think you've got green ones and you've got orange ones. And one of his favorite things to do is to go up on stage wearing these great big, I mean, gosh, they're probably about a foot wide and, and probably eight inches tall. And the rim is this bright green and the lens is this bright green. And everything looks green. And everything. It doesn't matter where you look. It doesn't matter if you're by yourself or you're with other people. Everything is green. And that's how life is for us. For me, everything is Lisa lens. Mm -hmm. And I walk through life and I can be by myself and everything is going to be Lisa lens. And I get into this room and the cameras are all Lisa lens. Everything in my life is Lisa lens because that's the viewpoint that I have. 
and there's a dentist lens. There is a lens for every person. And what happens is when you are inside the bottle, you can't read the label because the label is on the outside of the bottle and it's facing out. And you cannot see what everyone else can see. So there is a 360 view all around mm-hmm. that bottle. And I only have one perception. Yeah. I've got one perspective. That's all the perspective I've got. And when I'm in that in that bottle, I cannot see. And mm-hmm. you can't effectively solve problems. You can't effectively identify your problems because you're just too close to them. Yeah. And you need perspective outside of yourself. That's why it's so important not to do life alone. I mean, there's multiple reasons why we can't do life alone, but one of them is, is we need that perspective from other people. And it's just, it's a different way to see a situation. It's sometimes it's more helpful and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just a way to look at things that is just a little bit differently. And that is one reason why so many companies and individuals have coaches yeah. because it's someone else that can bring in a different perspective and well, they'll, they'll have a coach come into their company or into their individual life. Right. It's because when you're emotionally connected to the issue, you don't see clearly, like your focus is kind of fuzzy. Now here's sort of the catch 22 is that you need to be emotionally connected, right? It's like that emotion gives you the drive, the energy, the ambition to push forward But sort of the shadow side of that is, you know, your focus is going to be a little cloudy, right? It's going to be a little bit fuzzy. And so that's where we have to really even sometimes ask for perspective, right? Kind of ask for perspective, step into it, and really get other people around us, whether you you have a coach or consultants. That's the power of people not being emotionally connected to what you're doing right now. And And that's the power of feedback, and having other people come in. Yeah. And so let's kind of go into feedback because this really en- enhances your own self-awareness. Now, Lisa, we teach a method called SOS. Now, typically, here's what happens. Save our seals. Save our ship. Save our ship. <laughs> okay. So- Sink others' ships. Something. Here's here's what it, it, I think, you know, sometimes here's what happens. There's an issue. There's a challenge. There's a constraint. There's, And we got to solve it, right? But the primary purpose is not to solve it. The first purpose. Now, the end result is solve it, but it's first see it, then own it, then solve it. Right. See it, own it, solve it. And that perspective, you need to have that perspective so you can see it and the feedback comes in. Yeah, because if I can't see it, I can't change it. And so allowing myself to see it, having other people speak into it. And a lot of people, they don't even know how they show up. I mean, one great feedback question that we really teach leaders to ask when they see behavior in, you know, that's not appropriate, they need to give feedback. It's really hard, Lisa, first of all, to tell people about themselves. Hey, you, you're this. Like, boy, that's kind of fighting words. But if you sort of use a question like, hey, when, when this happened, hey, when you came in late, how do you think you showed up to everybody? Hey, when, when you were snarky to that customer, how do you think it came across to them? And it's really a third-person perspective skill to allow them to step outside of the bottle and just kind of look at their own behavior. And so it's a very powerful question because here's the deal. If people can't see it, they're never going to own it. I mean, how many times do leaders step in and have a conversation with a team member? Everybody on the team knows it's a problem. And that team member says, hey, what's the problem? What's, what right. do you mean? What's the problem? I don't see a problem. And, and so all of a sudden, oh, the problem is not the problem. the problem. The first problem we have to solve is that we need you to see it as a problem. Absolutely. Right? Because only only individuals can change their own individual behavior. 
I can't change your behavior. You can't change my behavior. But you, what you can do is you can continue to give me feedback so that I see it. And you can't solve it if you don't own it. Right. And so the key question for owning it is simply, what would you like to do? Okay, yeah, you are snarky. What would you like to do about that? And getting people to own that problem because if you don't own it, you won't fix it, right? If you're playing the blamer or if you're making excuses, you don't own it. So it's see it, own it. Now, here's what's fascinating, Lisa, is that when people see it and when people own it, guess what happens automatically? Like abracadabra, wave a magic wand. They can solve it. They, have, they are empowered to do something about the situation. Yeah. And so we just want to encourage you to listen, step in and have these feedback conversations. And the first goal of feedback is really to help people see it. Because when I can see it, I can solve it. And then that also kind of leads into that next competency that we kind of came up with. Is insight. Okay. Insight is super valuable. And it's it's essentially, it's just conveying a deeper understanding. Yeah. That, that's really what insight is. It's very simple. It's making sense of the real issue. It's getting to the core of the problem yeah. and or, or the core of the dilemma. And it, it's mm-hmm. taking a deeper look. Now, often with insight, it requires a stronger competency. It mm-hmm. requires um, a knowledge expert or a technical expert. It requires, it can require an expert in the field. So if you're dealing with issues with your P&L, you know, it's going to help if you have a financial expert come in and kind of advise you on that. Or if you're dealing um, with issues with your team and, and communication, a lot of times a culture expert is going to, is going to, to help you, um, or, or with your health and fitness, you might need a, um, uh, an, an instructor to come in and just just really help you with this insight because you've tried and you've tried and you keep making different mistakes and you're getting the same result. Well, what's going on? And you call in an expert and and that's where therapists come in also. Oh wow! Is yeah. is just this insight? We I need a deeper understanding because I I'm stuck here and I don't have the expertise. I don't have the knowledge and the in and my own insight. And even when you've got a team full of people, you've got to pull in. You've got to, you've got to phone a friend. Well, and I think that's where having an expert in multiple areas of your life and really determining- In your back pocket. Yeah. So, they're, so they're already familiar with what's going on and you can just call them up and be like, hey, I need you to speak into this. Well, Lisa, and what I realize is that the farther that we go along in life, like, the more experts we, we need. Right. We think we have we have financial experts in our life. We, you know, we have a financial planner, we have an accountant, right? We have all these within the finance arena, we have it in the health. Yeah. Right? We have it in we have a great therapist. Right. And what I love about the our therapist, he has a statement. I I don't know if he's ever said this too, he's a, he he has cheat codes. Mm-hmm. Right. He talks and, and all that is is that's just insight. It's just a it's just a one like a sentence or a one thought, and it's like, wow, that's a great cheat. Wow, that really gives me insight. And so when we think about all these different areas that we need to grow and even any area that we need to change, we need an expert. Right. Absolutely. Right. We need somebody that can step in and give us this insight because change is a team sport. You don't change alone. Humans were not meant to change alone. We're just how we are hardwired and created. We're created to change out of relationships with other people. And these relationships, these people with insight, like Lisa, think about all the different mentors that mm-hmm. we've had. We've had mentors in, in our marriage and in our communication. And with and, our kids. In our health, with our kids, right? And it's something that we've even with done. Their, with their education, with our education. Yeah, we, 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 and we've always kind of looked out because here's what I think. I think success leaves clues. 
in anything that you ever want or in life, it's something somebody has already done. Better marriage, better business, better job, better finances. Somebody's already done that. Right. And so you sort of like figure out like who can be a mentor and give you that insight and you just model that insight. But sometimes you have to step out to it and step out and not just, you know, worry about giving it to your team. But also I think as individuals, we have to step out and look out and go, okay, who has that insight? And it's not always the same person throughout your entire life or throughout your decade. You know, you are at a certain place right now in your business or with yeah. your finances or with your kids, and this is where you're at. So you you find a mentor, you find someone to bring you that insight. But five or 10 years from now, that same person may not be the right fit, even if it's in the same area. Yeah. And Lisa, I think you always want to determine the expertise of the people around you. So Lisa, you know, when, when I go to our mechanic... I don't talk to him about our marriage, right? But man, I talk to him about the car because he's an expert. He has insight in that area for us that I can lean, I can I can glean from, I can learn from and really determine the expertise of other people. And it, it kind of ties into this idea of like everybody's an expert at something. Absolutely. And even, even with our mechanic, yeah. I mean, we take – we take our Toyota to our mechanic. He is extremely versed. He knows he knows those kind of cars. But yeah. you know what? Our Mercedes, we don't take to that mechanic because we take it to a different mechanic that is more specialized in that area. So yeah. even though it's both cars and he's mm -hmm. a mechanic yeah. and he's not an auto body guy. Yeah. So that's a completely different differentiation yeah. is the value of finding the person that addresses the void that you have saves you so much time because I'm not going to have an auto body guy work on the inner workings of our Mercedes or, and I'm not going to have the Mercedes guy work on my Toyota. I'm sure he could do fine, but um, just having the right expert and taking the time to find them and vet them, ask them questions, yeah. and then also find out, huh, how do I really feel? Do I feel like he gets me? Am I going to bring these these issues to right. this Can expert? Can he do care and connection? He has he has this insight. He has this one competency, but does he have some of these competencies of care and connection? And can we collaborate together on yeah. it? Yeah. And this is where all these competencies work together very, very well. Because if if he doesn't get me and he doesn't get what I'm trying to to explain and he doesn't get what I need, mm -hmm. then he's not going to be able to at the end of the day. I'm not going to get the result I'm looking for. Yeah. And it's almost like so I, I've really started to think through like everybody's expert about something. So when I meet somebody, I'm kind of asking the question, what are they really an expert at? And how can I learn from that? How can I glean some insight? How can they give me some insight? Because there's things that I don't know. And so it really just changes a relationship dynamic. And, and then even when you go in to talk to them, then you are, you're thinking, okay, I have insight that I can provide for them in these certain areas, maybe not in every area, but right. in certain areas. And it's a very symbiotic relationship. It's very much give and take. Well, at least in, in the last podcast, we talked about this competency of uh, respect, right? And if everybody has insight, everybody's an expert at something then I can respect that. Yep. Even though maybe they have these other areas that are not as strong or I disagree with or I'm, I don't connect with them well, but I can respect you because you have certain insight for me and I can glean from that. But if I disrespect that, if I disregard that, if I don't value that, I'm never going to receive from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and then the last one we want to talk about is confrontation. Okay. So this is really facing someone with an appeal to change. And This is not slamming them. <laughs> right. But it could be some kind of intervention. 
right? It could be honest feedback. It kind of, you know, um, teams that have this, you know, sense of confrontation, right? Just kind of, hey, this is an appeal to change. They improve really fast. Mm -hmm. They're always getting better. Now, one of our favorite statements is that we talk about with clients is whatever you don't address, you endorse, Right. So think about this. Right. How many times has something happened crazy? We don't address it. Well, I mean, it must be OK. I mean, the boss never said anything about it or my my kid never said anything about it. So they must not mind. Right. So if you don't confront it, you actually condone it. Right. So if you don't step in and, and let people. And then there's kind of a twin sister that goes along with this. It's you cannot complain about what you permit. And how many times do we just permit certain behaviors and we don't address, we procrastinate about talking about it, but yeah, I'm going to go home and complain to my spouse about it. Or I'm going to go to other team members and complain about this person, but I'm not going to step in and have some of these difficult, hard conversations to create clarity, maybe go through a little bit of conflict, right? Because there's a skill to conflict. There's a competency to conflict. But, and along with that is, you know, you don't, you, you're not an endorsing it, but the question is, is, does the other person need to even change? Hmm. Or is it something that you just need to think, you know, five years from now, it's not going to be that big a deal. It's not going to matter. And so it doesn't matter right now. Because sometimes we can be so complaining about something that we've permitted and and it's really, it's it's mute. It's a mute point because it's just a... Um, it's just a perspective difference or it's an individual um, perf- preference that someone has. Yeah, and so, so well, you can't complain about someone else's in- individual preference when it's just what makes them unique and it what's it's what makes them bring a different um, viewpoint into the into the group, into the meeting. Yeah, listen, and if you're permitting it, just stop complaining about it, okay? Just be honest. You know, I'm going to permit this and I'm not going to address it and just tell the truth. But don't complain. Don't go around and you know be frustrated and be irritated and talk about it to other people. Stop it, okay? Because there is this competency of confrontation. Now, here's what happens, Lisa, and this is this is something fascinating: is that this really prevents resentment. Yes, it right? absolutely does. Right, because concerns or issues, we leave them unaddressed. It kind of like this irritant, like it's like this pebble in my shoe, and I sometimes start to resent that person. And really, this has been festering for years but yet I've never dealt with it. And so this is where we have to step in and kind of really work through this competency and go, hey, I'm going to learn this competency, mm-hmm. right? And so to have these difficult conversations, so it could be reviews, feedback, just multiple ways that we do it in the workplace. Lisa, what's... Well, um, but what's fascinating about that is along with this, there's also the concept of containment. And we talked about mm, that in yeah. um, a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. And containment is just really, it's just having a safe space or having a place that you can just kind of vent because sometimes now that is different than um, don't complain about what you permit. Complaining about what you permit is repeatedly over and over. I cannot believe the the person next to me in the cubicle. They're always talking super loud and it's distracting me and I can't do it. That's that is something that if it's a repeated pebble in the shoe situation, mm-hmm. it probably needs to be dealt with and you either need to be okay that they are talking loudly in the cubicle next to you or you need to just let them know, "Hey, would you mind maybe trying to talk a little softer, the sound is really carrying over into my cubicle, or at least, you know, before you carry on a loud conversation, maybe check to see if I'm in the middle of talking to a client on the phone, that kind of situation. Whereas containment is just, sometimes we just need to get it out. 
Yeah. We just need to say it and it needs to be okay just because it's kind of gnawing on us. And, and once we get it out, it's like, okay, I feel better about it. I can, I can know that that's just how they are. And so containment is completely different. Yeah, and just, we just want to encourage you to read the context, get really good at reading context, and then you'll know what competency to bring to what context. Absolutely. And if you need to know a little bit more about containment, go to podcast, um, I think it's 147, and that's where we talked about it. And we kind of go into it a little bit more as a, you know, just being able to get it out there. Yeah. So Lisa, I think for me, like thinking through this, as we kind of walk through some of these clarity and conflict competencies is I'm thinking about insight. Mm-hmm. And I almost think I need to just take a step back and look at even all of my relationships and start to determine what's the expertise and how do I glean insight from their expertise. And I even think it'll help with that respect competency. It'll kind of they, they kind of grow together. And so I'm going to kind of step back and you know think through that. What what about you? What's kind of hitting your brain as we so talk about I this? So I think for me, there's there's a difference between perspective, mm-hmm. needing perspective, and needing insight. Hmm. So perspective is much more of a lateral situation. Okay. I yep. just need someone that's more lateral. They could be higher up or they could be uh, an employee. They could be they yeah. could be my kid for it, you know, but it's just, it's more lateral. It's not a technical thing. It's, I just need someone to see something from a little bit different viewpoint because I can't see what's behind me. Whereas insight really requires much more of a technical expertise. It requires an mm-hmm. expert. Yeah. And because there we're going deeper, we're going into the root of what's going on and we're going to try to dig up something that we're not even aware is there. And that's when we need, when we need insight, we truly need to call in an expert. Yeah. And so if you would like to take your own self-assessment, we've created the communication competencies checklist. It's 25 different skills and you can kind of build a roadmap from it. First, know where you're at and then build a roadmap to improvement and getting better. This has been fun. Yeah. Just kind of evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a free download. Just grab it it. and see, see how you fall. Yeah. So listen, this has been fun. We'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast. 